Hello, welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you are interested in connecting with Greg, you can go to KuyperCounseling.com. There you will find information about Greg. You'll find access to past episodes of the show. You'll be able to find his YouTube channel, which is called Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. You can also email Greg at ConnectionThroughAwareness at gmail.com. So there's lots of different ways that you can get connected, not just with Greg, but yourself. So last week, we'll say hello to Greg in a minute. Uh, he is getting set up, and I reminded him to do his 478 breathing on the way here that he needed to stay stay calm in the moment. Are you here? Kind of. Okay. Well... I just dashed in. I can remind people that uh, last week we were focusing on uh, deconstructing the illusions that we've been talking about, the illusions, the things that have been built up over time, probably from some past narratives of childhood, and that we need to break them down uh, and figure out a way to deal with these emotional wounds. Um that are at the basis of these illusions, right? Absolutely. Last time we, we kind of brought into our attention and awareness the illusions that, you know, we've been mentioning in every show, just like you were talking about a second ago. Yep. How they exist in our unconscious realm, right? Programmed to operate efficiently, if not misguided, to move through our daily functioning outside of the awareness of our true self. So here we are existing in this autopilot, right? We can falsely believe that life is good. Our guarded interactions with ourselves and with others are, you know, within our safety parameters. It's trying like, to, trying uh, to get my notes going here. It's like bumpers when you're bowling, right? And Yeah? Well, you know, like I I like to bowl with bumpers. <laughs> It means that I can't go too far to the left, too far to the right. It means that I there's going to be some semblance of control. So it's like this is like emotional, like what you're talking about here is like emotional bumpers. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, like you're never going to veer too far off. You're just going to like try to to control it and try try to to stay stay in the middle. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, we've discovered that this. This, this false programming, we're talking about the illusions, are defensively constructed by us, unconsciously as a result of the emotional wounding that you talked about. And um, I guess this is an unconscious belief that, you know, let, let's say you've got this unconscious belief that I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. And this creates thoughts and behaviors and uh, emotions that reinforce this illusion. And, you know, they affect us uh, personally. Sorry, I'm being a little... No, I, here. I'm, I'm it at, reminds me of, um, like, I think about how 
when you're having a bad day and it's like, oh, I can't do anything right. And then like everything seems to confirm it. Like you drop your coffee or if you're in school, <laughs> yeah. you get a bad grade. Right? right. Or you get into a fight with your kid or your significant other or at work, you find out that, you know, some work that you did didn't go as planned. It's like you start to take on all these things that on any other day or in any other mindset, you would sort of take it with a grain of salt. Right. But when you're front loaded with this, right. it's like, uh-huh, and there it is. I can't do anything right. Right. And that's the that's the, that's the part when you're front loaded and and your resilience may not be up there where you'd like it to be, right? The yep. ability to bounce back. When when we reveal the these untruths, you know, this falseness of the illusion and we we lay then we lay bare these emotional ruins, right? There they are. Well, actually, first, we expose the multitude of bandages that we have applied to the wounds over time, right? And Triage. Yeah. We apply, we apply these wounds, um, you know, to protect it. We, we apply the bandages to protect the wounds, and, and we get a mixed bag of results, right? The, um, um, mostly well, temporary fixes. I remember talking about this and we talked about the idea that you are um, you are dressing the wounds. You're not addressing the wounds. And there's a difference. Dressing the wounds is like, OK, let's just stop the bleeding or mop up, you know, what's going on. But addressing the wounds is truly getting to like what's at the bottom of it. Yeah. And, you know, if we've got all these bandages that, that we put on there. You know, the bandages are the coping mechanisms. The defense mechanisms that we that we have uh, put into play over time, you know, we get we get wounded, you know, and and if a young look at it from the point of if a young child gets wounded, right, emotionally wounded, this mm-hmm. is a relational trauma mm-hmm. we're talking about. So here's this young child who knows what it is. Um, um, uh, dad is a very got a very loud voice, and when he gets angry. And he's impatient. Snaps. He scares the heck out of the kid, you know. And he's, it's just, it's just the way that it is. And it keeps happening. And this wound just develops. And the kid's got to have some way to protect himself from it. And, you know. Um, You're in a constant state of, let me make sure that, you know, I'm prepared at any given time for somebody to get mad. If somebody does raise their voice, then you automatically go into that place where you you kind of like probably flinch and protect yourself. Right. And and these the struggles that we face over and over each day in our relationship with ourselves and with others are the signals to us, right, that the wounds need our attention. And I'll say that again. Struggles we face every day in our relationship with ourselves and with others are the signals that, that these emotional wounds that we've gotten into uh, need some attention. That's like... It, it's a signal. It's so... It's one of those things that is so simple and yet it's so profound and it's like the definition of insanity, right? Um, you know, doing something over and over again and expecting different results. Right. Part of this, uh, part of this learning is realizing that the bandages are not helping, right? But they're making things worse. And 
And that uncomfortably directs our awareness to the emotional wounds hidden by the bandages. Mm -hmm. And the realization that the bandages have got to go. They've got to go. They, they, they take on the many behaviors and forms, right? Some of these bandages are, are, are drugs and alcohol use, right? Sure. Reflecting injury on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Those things are numbing feelings and emotions. Or perhaps, you know, behavioral obsessions such as video games, the internet, pornography, distracting us from feelings and emotions. And some of us find ourselves taking care of everybody around us, right? Mm. Everything, just caretakers. We don't take care of ourselves because we're avoiding those emotional moments, right? And, or, or some of us are very needy about uh, getting, a, take, you know, hanging on to people mm -hmm. and getting our emotions satisfied that way. Or anger mm -hmm. is a big one, too. Um, which is interesting because the very thing that was likely uh, an emotional wound becomes something that you end up doing. You know, the cycle continues. Right. And then some of us withdraw and we become invisible. Mm -hmm. And we allow shame to be our confidant, right? It's just in there. So what, what do we do then, right? Um. I like when you talk about this idea of the bandages and taking on all these different behaviors and forms that um, you've talked about in the past, but like chameleons of fear. Right, right. The, the bandages are coping mechanisms and their defense is for dealing with this emotional pain and the wounds and bandages become part of our unconscious personality, the structure we put together. We created that for moving through life. And coming to a realization that the bandages are just there to hide us from the emotional pain is a big step, right? Understanding what those bandages are. But then what do we do? How do we start removing the bandages? How do we, how do we fix the drug and alcohol problem? Mm -hmm. how, do we, how do we learn to uh, feel and express and share our emotions? So, you know, for the purpose of this discussion, I want to, um, I'd like to circle back around to the bandages later. I know that it, in practice, it would seem like we would want to get to an understanding of the bandages in order to remove them and then get to the wounds. But I'm proposing that, you know, the two are so interconnected that looking at one without the other can lead to more confusion and anxiety, right? And then more retreat. Oh, I can't do this or, oh, no, it's not worth it. Well, and if you uncover them and you don't know what to do, well, then you're like, blah, and you're just going to put another bandage on it. Right. And so that's, that's that place of overwhelming, feeling overwhelmed. And, and so we want to avoid that as much as possible. So these emotional wounds come from relational trauma, right? As we mentioned, trauma is an emotional response to a distressing experience. In this case, a distressing experience in a relationship. Mm -hmm. These relational distressing experiences can happen to us at any point in our lives. But, but when they occur at a very young age, the wounds they create can be profound in depth. The wounding, you know, you know the innocent must find some way of coping, right? Even at that very young age. Typical emotional responses are in some form of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. It's fawn. Right? 
Well, fight is facing any perceived threat aggressively. Yeah. Flight is running away from the danger. Sure. Freeze is being unable to move or act against the threat. And fawn is immediately acting to try to please, to avoid any conflict. Uh-huh. You know, no, 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 things are okay. No, never mind. You know, I'm good. I, oh. You know, just uh, smooth it over. Please, whatever. That's kind of a new one they put in there. But I, like, I, I mean, I don't it, like it that, totally but I like works. that. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. I think of, you know, the classic stories of people that uh, experience abuse, and it's like, no, no, like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll turn the music down. Like, it, I don't need to wear that. Or, uh, like, let me right. get you your peas. I don't know. <laughs> right. right, right. <laughs> so as these responses continue with this repetitive wounding, we learn to create the coping mechanisms. The bandages, right? That's the coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And then we apply them to the wounds. And this is done in our unconscious realm of trauma response, right? We are not acting from awareness, but we are reacting, especially when we're children, right? Our consciousness is just developing. I mean, all we have as a response really is, is uh, reacting at that point. So we get some bandages in place, right, to deal with this emotional wounding, wounding from our early caregivers, and then when we get into the world a bit with, you know, get into the public education system, get some socialization going, we meet other people, we start to develop peer relationships. I mean, and, and that's when maybe something can happen like we get teased or bullied, right? Mm-hmm. And because we didn't learn how to emotional regu- emotionally regulate early on, you know, we were too busy bandaging wounds. Right. We haven't developed any resilience, and it doesn't take much time for the wounding to continue and compound every time somebody teases or every time somebody talks about what you're wearing or whatever. It it doesn't take much, and it just compounds. And the only thing we know to do is keep applying and adjusting the bandages, the coping mechanisms. So... As we bring these wounds and bandages into our awareness, why isn't it enough just to get some therapy and work on eliminating the bandages, you know, fixing those coping mechanisms, eliminating them, changing them, whatever it is? Do we have to look at the wounds? Do we have to get in there and look at these things that I'm gonna, really hurt us? I'm going to raise my hand here and say that uh, that would probably be a yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a stab here. <laughs> well, I'm going to guess. I'm going to, no, I'm not going to guess. I'm going to agree with you. I'm saying yes to. How are these wounds going to heal, right, without taking a look at them? We've been hiding them under the bandages, but they're not healing. And how are we going to heal them so that we can move on confidently with some resilience in the future and know that these wounds happened a long time ago and we keep bringing them back with these emotional trauma responses. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to that. I mean, it's, it's, I love the metaphor of the, the wounds and the bandages for this conversation because it makes it easier to understand. So, you know, you've got these, these wounds, these things that happened, you know, um, and, Different people have different sensibilities. So if as a child, as you say, you had a loud household and you mm-hmm. sort of learned to like 
you know, okay, I need to withdraw. I need to walk on eggshells. I don't want to upset the apple cart. All of these things that you learn to navigate your way peacefully and safely through life. And then you do the same thing. And then in a weird way, I think sometimes people seek the same thing because they know how to navigate that safely. Right. And so they repeat it and Well, and it becomes automatic too. Think about it. I mean it's this is all of this functioning is happening in our unconscious. If it was happening, especially as we get older, if it were happening in our conscious, we'd be thinking about it. We'd be going, wait a second. You know, right. What's like going been on? Been there, here? done that. I'm, yeah. Right. But it's all happening in our unconscious in this autopilot that we carry on every day and and then something happens that interrupts this autopilot and makes us question what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, it's conscious, right? Right. We're questioning. And um, that's a perfect time to bring it to therapy or get mm-hmm. some help or, or try to figure this out, right? Or you can just shut it off and go back into the unconscious programming. Right. Well, and it and it does make so much sense, like, you know, you have all of these bandages and the wounds, like, you know, even thinking medically speaking, right? You've got to see, like, is it infected? What does it need? Like, right. does it need a topical treatment? <laughs> does it need, right. like, internal, like something? Like, there's, I mean, you can apply this logic that you really do need to remove these bandages to to assess what it is that you need to care for these wounds. I mean, it can be therapy it can be couples it could be uh hypnotherapy it could be right. a whole bunch of different things to help you deal with this well and what happens a lot of times is that because it's these are emotional trauma responses you know the emotions get stored away in with those memories right we've talked about that many times and so when those triggers happen in those emotional responses and those behaviors come out and, and uh, we're triggered into those emotional responses. Here comes those emotions that we felt mm-hmm. way back when, when whatever was happening. Right. Dad was yelling or whatever, way back when. And so when those start to come out and, and we, we feel those, we, our unconscious programming tells us to, uh-uh, coping mechanism, fired up, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. I get angry. I don't deal with emotions. I run. I hide. Um, whatever it is, and it's just automatic. We're not thinking about doing it. If we were thinking about doing it, we probably wouldn't do it. Right. Right. Well, yes, <laughs> obviously. Um, what I do think is interesting is that at some point, you know, you can't go through life constantly avoiding the wounds. As you say, you know, they fester to a point where like you've got it now deal with it. And what I think is interesting is that very often it's as the re- it's as a result of our relationship with others hmm. that it seems to trigger the need to deal with it. You know, even with um yeah. if you have co- coping mechanisms like as you mentioned drugs and alcohol or you know, you get angry or whatever it is, we tolerate that behavior for ourselves and it's in relationship to others that we're suddenly told like, no, that's not okay. Well, eventually it comes to that point, right? It's no, 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 you can't do this anymore. I've been, I mean, I've been patient. I've been, you know, our relationship is suffering and it, 
these behaviors, you're not noticing them. I mean, everybody else is, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the moments of br- trying to bring this into your awareness. And it's not an easy task because it's been automatic. And now you're asking me to change something. I don't even know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got to... I've got to look at what it is and what I've been doing with it, what coping mechanism I've been using. How easy is it to change that coping mechanism? I mean, think about somebody that's, uh, you know, an alcoholic. Right. I mean, they don't just all of a sudden go, oh, I've been coping with my my anxiety with alcohol. I'm just going to quit alcohol. It's not that easy. Right. And, And so being able to to conquer or change, not conquer, change those uh, coping mechanisms, remove the bandages. Mm-hmm. It can be a long process. It can be whatever. It, it, it's just a process. And looking at the wounds and really understanding what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that the... The wound started way back when with a caregiver, right? Mom or dad or whoever, mm-hmm. uncle, it doesn't matter, a caregiver when you were little. The wounding started then and compounded over all these years with, with all kinds of things that kept happening to you uh, as a child. And now we got to go back and look at the wound. Yeah, the wound was, <sighs> dad was a jerk. That's the wound. Right. He hurt me. He hurt, he hurt me so bad that uh, I developed all these coping mechanisms and to deal with it, and it's just, that's it. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that? You hate dad forever? Well, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you deal with that wound? Um, you know, forgiveness comes into play somewhere, I think. Right? Yeah. I mean, forgiveness is for you to move on. You're not telling the caregiver that what they did was okay, but it's for you to move on. And in giving that forgiveness, you also allow them to forgive themselves, mm-hmm. you know, if they're still around. Right. Well, and there's a difference between forgive and forget, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you can forgive understanding that, you know, they may have had their own right. trauma. They may have had their own experiences. And it it doesn't negate what they did. It just explains it. Right. So, you know, there's an excuse and there's an explanation. So it's like, okay, so there may be an explanation for this, which means that we can work on forgiving it and we don't need to forget it. Right. And in fact, we shouldn't. We need to talk about it. Well, a lot of it is intent too, right? I mean, I would imagine it happens quite a bit, but more often than not, I think the intent of the the, the wounder wasn't to wound you. Right. Absolutely. The intent was was to, you know, I'm going to make sure this child is has a better life than I did, and you know. Mm-hmm. And and then they they model the actions, the behaviors that their parents, their caregivers, showed them. Yep. And 
we've got a lot more to talk about with this, but yeah, and, no, and we will. We'll talk. I want to get into the wounds quite a bit more next week. It's and, good stuff. Uh, yeah, and you know, and you can figure out how you're addressing your wounds by how you respond to things. So, right. like you know, thinking about. When you have a conflict of any kind, what is your knee-jerk reaction? That is likely one of your bandages. Right. So in closing, I'm going to throw out a little teaser. In a couple of weeks, uh, the show is going to go to one hour. Yes, it is. It's going to start at three. So we'll talk a lot more about that next week. But on the 18th, uh, we're going to have guests at some point. Do a lot more call-in work. Yep. Allows us to cover more material. I'm so very excited about expanding this to, to 60 minutes. So, so many times I feel like I'm cramming things in at the last second. And uh, I, you know, I, yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited too. It's, again, I, another half an hour of therapy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, yeah, Greg. I'll send you a bill. Uh, oh, gosh, no. Uh, remember, <laughs> if you want to connect with Greg, you can go to KuiperCounseling.com. You can also check out his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. Greg? Everyone, stay aware out there. See you next week.